and for uh, staying, those that have stayed and those that, are, that have come in. We thank you very much for coming. And uh, I have a message that I would like to start. First, I'd like to read a couple of scriptures in Jeremiah chapter 8. That's where I would like to start. Jeremiah chapter 8, and we're just going to read one verse there, verse 20. Jeremiah 8, verse 20. The harvest is past, the summer is ended, and we are not saved. Let me reread that. The harvest is past, the summer is ended, and we are not saved. Turn please to... 1 Peter, over in the New Testament, chapter 4. First Peter, First Peter, chapter 4, and verse 17. For the time has come, the judgment must begin at the house of God. And if it first begin at us, what shall the end be of them that obey not the gospel of God? Let me reread that last portion. What shall the end be of them that obey not the gospel of God? Turn please to Second Thessalonians chapter 1. Second Thessalonians chapter 1, and this is in answer to that previous question, what shall the end be of them that obey not the gospel of God? Second Thessalonians chapter 1 and verse 8, in flaming fire taking vengeance on them that know not God, and that obey not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, who shall be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his power. And for a final reading, a well-known verse, John chapter 3 and verse 16. John chapter 3 and 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. What I have in my heart today to speak to you about is things that are ending. And what brought this to my mind was I was thinking the other day that, you know, and I was actually made a comment yesterday to somebody that one of the things that I think makes summer a very thing that, or thing that we look forward to a lot here, especially here where we live, is the fact that it comes to an end. And in some places... There are climates where summer doesn't really end. It's kind of warm all year round, and, and it's like that. But summer does end here. And we're drawing very near to the end of summer now. When I was young, growing up, I remember the end of summer always used to be, for me, signified by um, going back to school. And I think that there's some that are going back to school this coming week, or else the following week. But for the, some of you that are still in school and that are young, the summer is definitely ending or it's ended. 
And that verse struck me. The harvest is past, the summer is ended, and we are not saved. Now, there are some here that are saved, including myself. There are quite a few here that are saved, but there are some here that are not. And you've seen, some of you have seen maybe 8, 9, 10, 12 summers. Some of you have seen 20, 25 summers come and go. And here's another one. Another summer is ended and we are not saved. I want you to think about this. I want you to think about things ending and what happens when they end if you're not saved. Because in the next place where we read, for the time has come that the judgment must begin at the house of God, and if it first begin with us, what shall the end be of them that obey not the gospel of God? Friend, this is a very, very serious question. What shall the end be of them that obey not the gospel of God? Let's talk about what the gospel of God is for a minute. Let's talk about John 3 and 16. For God so loved the world, it's right there on the wall, that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. This morning, those of us that were here had a remembrance feast around a table that had bread and wine on it that were emblems that reminded us of our Savior. You heard people rise up in worship to thank God for our Savior. The Gospel of God is the good news of salvation that is freely offered to us. God so loved us he so loved us, us lowly sinners, that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever, anybody that believes on Him, doesn't have to perish, but can have everlasting life. All that you have to do, it says right there, that whosoever believeth in Him, that's the only step of obedience that you have to take to obey the Gospel of God. The Gospel of God is that He gave His Son to die on the cross for your sins and mine. Do you obey it? Do you listen to it? Do you believe it, most importantly? Because that's all that He asks. Do you believe in Him and then you won't have to perish and you'll have everlasting life? But maybe you're thinking, well, you know, uh, I've always believed that uh, the Lord Jesus Christ died on the cross. I've always thought that I wasn't all that bad and that, you know, there's people a lot worse than I am. There's, you know, in the schools now, there's people that shoot people. There's uh, terrible things that go on. And I don't partake in any of those things. I'm a pretty good person. I don't really, you know, I'm not real violent. Um, I don't really say all that many bad words. I don't... Uh, you know, I don't do a lot of things, so maybe you're not that bad. Friend, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God is a verse that is well used here on the platform, was well used during vacation Bible school, and is a very, very true and fitting thing that we need to remember, that we all come short of the glory of God. It doesn't matter whether you have sinned many, many times, and in many different ways, and have done the worst sins possible, or if you've sinned once, 
we fall short of the glory of God. We all have sinned. That's what that verse tells us. The Bible is true. The Bible is 100% true. And it says that for all have sinned. It also says, for as by one man sin entered into the world and death by sin. It also says, for the wages of sin is death. Sin, throughout the scriptures, is connected with death. Sin, death. The good news, the gospel of God, is that sin, death, there was one that came in between, the great mediator, that came in between and paid the price of our death so that we don't have to suffer it, our death in hell. The Lord Jesus Christ suffered there upon the cross so that we can be saved. That is the good news. That is the gospel of God. But friend, what happens to them that obey not the gospel of God? That's what that verse says. What shall the end be of them that obey not the gospel of God? In 2 Thessalonians chapter 1 and verse 8, we read the answer. In flaming fire, taking vengeance on them that know not the gospel, know not God, and that obey not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, who shall be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of His power. You know, there's a lot of churches that you might go to or that people might go to these days and they won't hear this type of a message. They won't hear the type of a message that there is an end that is not pleasant. They won't hear the type of a message that sinners that do not accept the Savior will not end up in heaven. They won't hear the message that not only will they not end up in heaven, but they're going to end up in a terrible place where we read there's gnashing of teeth, where the worm dieth not, where there is physical pain beyond anything that can be imagined, but if physical pain was all of it, one who was in hell would be thankful because it wouldn't even be close to the anguish that you will pass through as you realize that you are stuck in this place for eternity. There is no end. Friend, you can endure some pain for some time. You can endure a great deal of pain for some time if you know it's going to end. Think about it. Even if you're in the worst car crash ever known to man and you really get messed up badly, at least there comes a point when you're going to pass on from this life. So that immediate pain ends. But friend, if you're not saved, you're going to pass into something that is a whole lot worse than that. And it doesn't end. There's no end to it. While we read here, the harvest is past, the summer is ended. There's no end to eternity. Time ends. Eternity stretches on forever. And friend, like I said, there are many places that don't preach about this, but we have to because it's in the Word of God and it is true. We know that there are people who might be offended because they don't like to hear that they're sinners and they especially don't like to hear that their sins are taking them to a place as awful as that place in the Scripture called hell. Friend, if you're not saved, the Bible is very, very clear. That is the place where you are headed. What shall the end be of them that obey not the gospel of God? That is what the end shall be. 
That is what the end is going to be. That is what your end, if you don't get saved, is going to be. You're going to suffer for eternity in hell. It's a terrible thought. Friend, there is no need for anybody to ever go there. There is no need. The Lord Jesus Christ died on the cross that we can all, no matter how bad a sinners we are, no matter how many bad things that we've done, so that we can all be saved. All that it takes is a simple matter, simple act of faith, putting your trust in it. I remember back to the night when I got saved. I remember that night that there was nothing more important to me in the world than getting saved. There was no other thought that crossed my mind. And believe me, I had struggled for years and years and years on how to get saved. And then finally that night, it all came together when I finally realized I was a lost sinner and I needed salvation. It finally clicked for me. Jim, you're lost. Jim, you don't know how to be saved. And then I realized that all that I had to do was believe on what the Lord Jesus Christ did for me, put my faith in that, and rely on that to take me to heaven. And that was all that I needed. Many summers had ended for me. Thankfully, not my last one had ended. Thankfully, I was able to get saved before that happened. And thankfully, I will never have to experience firsthand what the end shall be of them that obey not the gospel of God. But I look in the faces of some here, younger and older, some that may not know the Savior as I know Him and as others here know Him. And I have to think about what is your end going to be like? Friend, what is your end going to be like when you wake up? Whether it's after a long life, maybe you live to 95 years old here, and you finally pass away from a heart attack in the hospital, and you pass into eternity. What's it going to be like when you open up your eyes in eternity? in a place of eternal torment. What's it going to be like if today you have a car accident and some car takes your, some other driver hits you and takes your life instantly? What's it going to be like? What's your end going to be like? Things, are, things do end. The summer is ending. We hope that Nobody here can finish that verse. The harvest is past, the summer is ended, and we are not saved. We hope that everybody here can say, we are saved. I am saved. And I am saved because the Lord Jesus Christ died on the cross for my sins. What shall the end be of them that obey not the gospel of God? I want you to think about this, friend. I want you to think about what end lays ahead of you what you have ahead of you in your brief existence here on this earth, it's not too much. There's years that will fly by very quickly. I bet if you think back to the beginning of this summer even, you'll think that this summer probably went by pretty quickly. I'm, I just turned 28 a few, year, few months or a few weeks ago. 
And uh, I can remember eight or ten like it was yesterday, and that was 20 years ago. Time flies. Your brief time here on earth is going to fly by if it's not ended prematurely. And then the end. Then the judgment. Friend, right now, you're breathing. You have strong mental capacities, meaning that you're not senile or anything like that. You're able to understand what I'm saying. You have good health. And you have the ability right now to choose where you're going to spend eternity. This is not a choice that is necessarily going to be available to you next week. This is not a choice that is necessarily going to be available to you in an hour from now. There's no guarantee. But right now, you do have the opportunity to choose what your end is going to be. Is it going to be in that place where we read, in flaming fire taking vengeance on them that know not God, know not and obey not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, who shall be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of His power. Are you going to be part of that everlasting destruction that you're going to be away from the Lord forever? The one who died for us on the cross and that you're going to be suffering in eternity? You know, there's going to be a lot of people there with you. You're not going to be alone but believe me, there is going to be no friendship in that place. There is going to be no feeling of camaraderie or anything else. Everybody will be going through the worst possible things individually that they could ever go through. Friend, it's a terrible place. There is no need that anybody here needs to go there at all. Because of the salvation is freely offered to you this day. All that you have to do is just like I did that night when I was struggling with how to get saved. Make it a top priority. Put your trust in the Savior. For God so loved the world. Put your name in that verse. For God so loved Jim Batterton that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. And replace that whosoever with me again. For God so loved Jim Batterton that he gave his only begotten son that Jim Batterton, believed, if he believeth in him, should not perish but have everlasting life. I did believe. I do have everlasting life. Every single one here can put their name in that verse. Simply believe and trust on the Savior and you'll be saved. It's, trusting, is, and trusting is very easy. We... Uh, Went out on the lake yesterday, and, you know, as we get into the boat, we all have trust. We all sit there on the shore and believe that it's not going to sink and that it's going to take us through the water because if we get out there in the middle of the lake, it's going to be too far for some of us to swim the shore. But then we can stand there and believe it all day long, but we won't get anywhere on the lake if we stand there and believe it. We have to put our trust in it. We have to step onto the boat and go... That's the only way that we put our trust in it. Same thing with salvation. Same exact thing. You can believe with head knowledge all that you want that the Lord Jesus Christ died for you, that you're a sinner, and that you need salvation. 
but you have to put your trust in it. You have to stop trying other things. There's no way that you can be good enough. There is no way that you can do enough good works. We read that works are like filthy rags, and we know what happens when we try to clean ourselves with filthy rags. We don't get any cleaner. There is nothing whatsoever that you can do to be saved outside of putting your trust in the Savior. He died there upon the cross. He suffered there for your sins and mine. And this day, right in the seat where you sit, before your time ends, before you ever have to find out what shall the end be of them that obey not the gospel of God, before you ever have to find that out for yourself, you can be saved. This is not a... This is not a light thing that we offer here. This is not a supposed to be a fun meeting. This is not supposed to be anything that you find that uh, you get entertainment out of. We're sorry we're not more interesting as speakers. But friend, the message, the message here is so serious. The message is, is that you need to be saved. And you need to be saved before it's eternally too late. Before you suffer that destruction that we read about, the everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of His power. The summer, the harvest is past. The summer is ended. And we are not saved. And friend, what shall the end be? of them that obey not the gospel of God. What shall the end be? We've talked about it here. We've talked about the eternity in hell that shall be the end, that will be the end of those that obey not the gospel of God. And we've talked about what the gospel of God is. You don't have to do anything other than just simply put your trust in it. You can know now before the summer really ends, both figuratively and literally. You can know right now in the seat where you sit that you're saved and that you're going to heaven for eternity. You'll never have to find out what the end shall be of them that obey not the gospel of God. Friend, we plead with you. There is nothing more important than this. We plead with you. Please, please make this a matter of top priority. Realize your need for salvation and be saved right now. Simply put your trust in the Savior. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, no suffering, no perishing, but have everlasting life. You'll live for eternity in heaven. That's what your end will be. Those that obey not the gospel of God, their end is terrible. Your end, by simply believing in what that verse says, can be eternity in heaven. That's the good news. It's called a gospel meeting. That's the good news of the gospel. We're all sinners. We all deserve to be punished for eternity. The good news is that we don't have to be. We can be saved, and we can be in God's presence in heaven for eternity. Those of you that are not saved will spend eternity, this time, this place where time ends, and, and this thing that will never end, you'll be there for eternity. Those of us that are saved will be in a place much better than this much better than any of us can imagine for eternity. 
It won't end there either. It'll be wonderful. We'll spend forever there. And we would love for every single person here under the sound of this message to be there with us. You can be. It's not by anything that I can do. It's not by anything that anybody here can do or even you can do. The Savior's done it. All you have to do is trust on it, believe in it this day, and you'll be saved. And we'll close with a hymn. We're going to sing number 250. Once again, the gospel message from the Savior you have heard. Will you heed the invitation? Will you turn and seek the Lord? Come believing, come believing. Come to Jesus, look and live. Come believing, come believing. Come to Jesus, look and live. We'll sing number 250, verses 1 and 2 in the course after we pray. And then the meeting will be closed.